Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG, here to bring you another banger. And man, I was uh, checking out your Dallas Cowboys, man, and I was feeling I was feeling the pain a little bit, man. No, no doubt, I definitely was feeling, man. Baby boy, my son, he took it real hard, man. You know, and you know the thing about it, Alex, is you know we can't go out there and play for him, man. They got to go out there and get it done, man. But you know the boy Dak can't let me down again, man. Especially, um, you know, you just reached a major milestone, so I guess you was hoping to get a little gift from the Cowboys on your uh, on your hell of a milestone that you just reached in life. No, nah, no doubt, man. <laughs> I thought they was going to bless me, and the thing about it, like I say, um, my birthday was the very next day after the game, man. I got this tight-ass, I'm talking about a tight-ass Cowboys jacket, and, uh, and um, you know, they didn't even give me a week to wear it. You know, they didn't give me a week <laughs> to go out there, and, man, let me show y'all what I got, and and uh but yeah man it was, it was disappointing being that you know that game could have been won and they just didn't get it done you know so that's what made it hurt you they would have just came and blew us out or came and just smothered us that's one thing but you know that game was winnable and they just didn't pull it off like yeah. usual it was very close 19 12 just one score one score man so you know it's 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 what it is man you know they got to do something yeah i figured that um those two interceptions that Dak threw which I believe one turned into a field goal for the Niners, and the other one might have been a touchdown, if I remember correctly. I think it was a six-point, a, a nine-point swing all the way around, you know. But the, like I say, man, these dudes is um, need to. It's a, need to be an overhaul from the top down, bro. You know, and they they can't they keep going out there getting their ass whooped. You know, Dak don't play with no passion. The head coach don't seem like he had no passion. You know, and if you can't motivate your team, you know, and Patrick Mahomes the other day, man, hurt leg, running around on one leg, throwing passes. You know what I mean, man? That's will. That's that's won't. That's you know, and you gotta have that fire. If you don't have that fire, I believe you would never just be a true champion. But the way they played last week, they when they scored over thirty something points, it looked like that, that's the that's the Cowboys that that was hungry. No doubt, they went out there, man, that game and played their ass off, man. You know, and 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 didn't I didn't see the same hunger, but also when our kicker missed that first field goal, that point point after touchdown, I think that let some of the air out of them too. Like, damn, you know, we worked all this hard to get down here to score a touchdown, bro. You can't even kick it twenty five yards. So I believe it's a multitude of things, but I can say that I do believe if Tony Pollard hadn't won, got got hurt in that game, I still think we would have pulled it out even with Dak two picks. To be honest with you. Hey, I didn't realize the the kicker was so sorry. Um, man, he, he just missed got like three in a row. Shit, he missed. Be, man, last game he missed four in a game. <laughs> so I I'm, I feel he got paid off. <laughs> Bro, somebody just threatened to beat him up or something, man. But that shit pissed me off. To be honest with you. Hey, I saw you posted the um that picture of you with the Dallas Cowboys shirt on when you was about what 12, 13 yeah, years I was old. Twelve years old, man. The <laughs> Niner fans was on my ass. I had to let them know, man. Two things I've been doing a long time. You know what I mean. And uh, a lot of people here, hey, hey, just laugh. My wife just laughed like, man, this dude is nuts, you know. Had to let their ass know, man. I ain't new to this shit. Now, I was um, listening to Stephen A. Smith. I didn't realize he was such a Cowboys hater. Um, he said that he called the, the Dallas Cowboys fans a bunch of cockroaches because they're everywhere. Well, that's that's true, but this is the thing about it. You know, I had a little get-together last night, you know, extension of my birthday uh, and all these things, and, you know, my nephew and them Niner fans was in there. They was in there talking shit. But what they don't realize is I heard one of, them, one of the homies say, man, I hate the Cowboys. And I hear a lot of people say, I hate the Cowboys. Alex is not a team out there that I hate. 
you know, I'll root against you if you're playing for my team. But if you if another team is playing, there's no team out there that I just be like, I can't stand them. You know what I mean? I hate them. And there's people who really hate the Cowboys. I was telling my youngest daughter the other day because she said, man, daddy, I'm thinking about switching over to the Bengals with, with Joe Burrow. You know what I mean? She says, it's hard being the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I didn't really laugh to shit. Um, What's his name? Uh, Stephen A. Smith. Apparently, he just came out with a book, and he's got a whole chapter in there. Uh, I don't know what the, that chapter's called, but it's basically hating on the Cowboys. Oh, no doubt, and man. He's a professional, yeah. though. Well, no, nah, no. Nah. He, he makes it known that he hates on the Cowboys. I respect his opinion, you know, and, he, uh, uh, and his haterism. You know, he he um, confesses that it's a real, you know, and it's not the Cowboys that he say he hates, it's the fans, you know. And uh, because we are everywhere, we do talk a lot of shit, you know what I mean? And we haven't won nothing in a long time, you know. But Brandon and marketing keep our team at the top of the TV list. Everybody want to watch us play, you know, and Jerry Jones still making a lot of money over there even if we lose. And so that's what makes it so hard. This dude makes money even when we lose. So how are we going to win if you still making money when we losing? You know, it, he it, it's hard for somebody to make the, the decisions that need to be made if you're not losing any money. Well, it's one of the few franchises in all professional sports that's going to make a profit regardless if they're winning or losing. No, no doubt. That's crazy. <laughs> it, it is crazy. Yeah. Um, I think the Yankees are, are like that, too. Uh, it don't matter. There was a whole decade. Um, well, I, I think for the Cowboys, it's been, what, 20-something years? Yeah, it's been a long time, man. Yeah, um, the Yankees didn't do anything in the 1980s, the whole decade of the 80s, but they made money, though. You know? Oh, no doubt. You know what I mean? So, George Steinbrenner was over there, man. Oh, yeah. Like, racking it in, you know? <laughs> Um, you mentioned Jerry Jones. We never did get to talk about this on Streets and Scholars. It was one of the topics I had in the back of my mind to bring up, but you know, maybe about a month ago, a photo of him when he was 14 years old popped up on the internet, blocking black kids from going to school with a bunch of other, uh, no doubt racist white kids. Mm -hmm. Of course, he's in the back. He's one of the younger ones, but I never did get to ask you what's your take on that, being that you know you're a big fan of the team. Well, my take on it is this. I mean, you know, I got because I got a lot. I man, for some reason, man, uh, it be dudes all in my inbox. You know, I don't even know talking shit about the Cowboys. You know, they think it's funny. They think it's you know one thing I never do, Alex, is talk some shit. Uh, you know, about somebody's team unless I'm playing them or something, right? Or we playing them. The Cowboys playing. So I got a lot of uh, questions on that, man. Your owner is a racist, and your owner is a man. All all of them are almost as racist. It's not a black owner in the NFL to this day, bro. That hasn't been voted on by not just Jerry Jones. You know what I mean? It has to be a, a, a multiple variety of owners that's 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 blocking you know African Americans from owning an NFL franchise. Uh, a franchise. We have the people that can do it. You know, so a lot of wealthy black people that could put some money together and own a team. They just not letting them do it. So go specifically back to the picture. You talking about nineteen? What was that? Nineteen fifty-seven. It was definitely in the fifties. Yep. 1950 in the 50s you know and and uh and a whole lot of these white towns was racist this what the tone was this what it was martin luther king and all them told you what and showed you what it was back in the 50s you know what i mean so to be honest with you it it, it don't surprise me he grew up in an era where that's what it really was you know what i mean where racism was racism was at an all-time high he could have had i'm sure his grandparents and and and, and parents could have been you know, racial, you know, racist, you know, and, and when I say that, I mean by default, just based on we grew up in a town with, with 200 uh, white folks and, 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 and 10 black people, you know what I mean? And it's just what it is, you know? Um, so I, I didn't, I didn't 
take it too too hard um like that. Now he claimed I was just there to see what was going on. You know what I mean? You know, that is kind yeah, of yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. You know, but I he was might just, be able to get away with that, right? Because he's well, in the back. No, he's in the back, <laughs> and, and he don't have the look on his face like some of the other dudes. Some of the other dudes was up front, look like they was like, "Man, we not having to get your ass up out of here, right?" And he looked like he just kind of looking like, "Hey, what's what's going on?" But you was with him. You was there. He had the mental same mentality as them, you know. And 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 like I say, man, you know, some of these. Uh, and you could tell by how him and Al Davis run their franchise that, you know, even with the kneeling, he said, if you kneel on my team, you out of here with the um, uh, Colin Kaepernick situation. You kneel on so, so he still ain't changed that much, I don't think. But I think a whole lot of uh, um, owners feel the same way he do. I'm surprised that this photo just popped up like recently. This photo has been around for decades and uh, it just shows you, man, the Internet's um, undefeated. And uh, in 2020, I think it came out late 2022. We're mm -hmm. in 2023. I'm just surprised. Like now, this photo's popping up. I believe some other owners uh, got a hold of it and put it out there. Other owners in the NFL don't like Jerry Jones. You know, he's bogarting them out of a lot of situation, a lot of money that that the revenue sharing and all that. Uh, he got the biggest franchise out there. You know, his vote carries weight within the NFL. Um, in the league in itself, uh, I'm sure it's owners that can't wait for him to get up out of there as well, not just some of the, you know, fans and shit. Well, yeah, it is, it is 1957. Uh, you could definitely tell in this photo there's a guy in the front with a cigarette. Yeah, he you looked like tell. he went to shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he <laughs> yeah. looked like, you know. He's actually face-to-face -face with one of the black students there, so you could tell um, this guy's with it. <laughs> right, but, I mean, just just let's be, let's be, let's be fair, you know. Um, say somewhere in the African town where it's, no white people, all black, you know, and, and this white town comes in and they want to integrate the schools. It could go either way, whether it's Asians, whether it's blacks, whether it's any time you're in a, in a vicinity where it's multiple of one race, you know, yeah, it, they could not want another race to come in and, and, and infiltrate or, or you know, uh, share their, 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 their schools or workplaces and things of this nature because they've been doing it with just them for so long. Um, I wasn't around back in them days, but I can only imagine the tension, man, that black people had to go through, you know, as far as the, you know, you can't drink out of a white sink or use a white restaurant, man, that had to be the most humiliating thing and degrading thing, man, in the world. Yeah, man. Um, did it hit you a little bit when it, when they, when this came out, because you being such an avid follower of the Cowboys and now people have ammunition to say, uh, why are you, why are you a fan of such a, I guess, a racist now institution? Well, yeah, my whole thing was I was there, I was around before Jerry uh, Jones. That's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? I go back to Tom Landry and Roger Starback and you mm -hmm. know and, and all those boys. I remember he bought the team in '89, and the way he fucked over uh, and I'm gonna use that term because that's what he did to Tom Landry, the legend. Um, the way he you know fired him and got rid of him and 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 the way he did him. He didn't even just call him in there to fire. I think Tom Landry might have found out he was fired over. TV or something, you know what I mean? And and um, so I felt that he was a piece of shit at that moment in 89, you know. Is that when he brought in Jimmy that's Johnson? When, that's when he brought in Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. And then him and Jimmy Johnson, he he Jimmy Johnson blew up because he put the team together that he put together. And, and, and Jerry Jones was hating so much, he fired the man after two Super Bowl wins. Who fires a coach after two Super Bowl wins and all the coach is saying is, let me run this shit, stop interfering with my players and shit, let me – Pick, grab the players and pick the, the players and do what I need to do to keep you successful. He was hating so much, bro, that he fired Jerry, uh, Jimmy Johnson 
because he wanted to be the man. He wanted to shine. And to this day, he's never hired a GM. He picks the player and the head coach picks the players. You know, dude, why are you 80 years old? Why are you in there picking players? Mm-hmm. Kick back, hire people to run your team, man, and you'll be successful. And it's almost, um, you know, and, and, and there's dudes like this, you know, like I said, I don't care for him at all. You know, but I'm 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 kind of certain, or I'm 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 at an age where I could see him come and I could see him go. You know, his son Stefan don't have the same views as he do. You know, I believe Stefan will take the organization in a in a, in a different direction. But uh, Jerry Jones, Al Davis, and some of them guys, they was all alike, bro. You know, they 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 are really are what they are. You know, just to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, this was in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, man. This is like the the bedrock of the South, and that's what the culture was back then. Now that your team is out, are you still going to follow the uh, NFC Championship game between the uh, 49ers and the Eagles and the AFC game between Cincy and KC? Oh, no doubt, man. That Cincy and KC game can go any way. Um, um, quarterback over there at Kansas City, not at full health right now, man. So Cincinnati may pop him again just like they did last year. If he was at full health, I, I would say it would just be a great, great – I mean, it's still going to be a great game, you know, but uh, Mahomes is not at his best. Um, as far as the NFC, of course, man, I'm an avid football fan, you know. Um, I would rather see the Eagles win, you know, not just because they're in our division, but because they haven't done it in a long time, you know. Um, well, the Niners haven't won one in a long time, but they've been to a couple Super Bowls and been to the NFC Championship game. They really have a solid franchise over there. And um, but I, I think the Eagles is 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 daytime. You know, I don't even know when the last time the Eagles won a Super Bowl. It was, it was a lot of years. But uh, uh, and and that's just going to it. Who's to say they gonna beat Cincy or or KC? So hey man, it's the the best teams are in right now. The teams that deserve they playing. We gonna see who who pull it off. Yeah, I remember Philly went to four straight NFC Championship games under Donovan McNabb, but I think he lost all of those. Mm-hmm. Donovan, I like Donovan McNabb. Andy Reid was over there, too. You know the Philly coach back then that was coaching Donovan McNabb today is the Kansas City Chiefs head coach. So Andy Reid, man, is a, is, a, is a damn good coach. He's the type of coach that would never go to Dallas and coach because Jerry Jones wants to meddle with everything that the coaches do. Right now, we need to fire this coach right now that we have and go get Sean Payton. He was the the, the um, coach over. He was our offensive coordinator. Then he went to New Orleans Saints. They had coach. Won a Super Bowl with Drew Brees. He just retired from coaching, but he's coming back. He's even interviewing for other jobs. He won to coach Dallas because he lives in Dallas, you know. But Sean Payton is a no-nonsense coach. You know, Jerry Jones are going to hire. He's only going to hire passive coaches that, you know, kiss his ass and do what he say. Yes, man, he's not going to hire a coach. That's why he got rid of Jimmy Johnson, you know. And uh, he don't want a coach that's really going to come in there and do what they need to do because he wants to be the man and not that he don't want the coach to be the man. Well, I'm actually very impressed of your uh... – your NF, NFL knowledge, your football IQ. Um, shoot, we need to get you on a sports podcast, <laughs> man. Yeah, man, I like that football, but at the same time, you know, uh, them Cowboys be stressing me. I don't nothing stress me out like them Cowboys, man. I mean, I run a, a smooth life, man, until I start watching <laughs> them Cowboys, man. But that's my team, man. All right. Um, I wanted to get into an update of a topic that we talked about before, um, Shanquella Robinson. And really, the update is that there is no update. Damn, in this yeah, like I was gonna say, damn, everyone was, forgot about this case. Man, there's something going on with that. Um, hey, man, and people probably just gonna walk on me. Yeah, and I guess it's because it happens in another jurisdiction. It gets a little tricky yeah. when you when you have a crime that happened down in Mexico. 
But um, I'm just I'm a little surprised of the lack of conversation about it. But now we live in this era now, especially with the Internet, especially with social media, that a story only stays a story for such a short amount of time now. No doubt, but a murder stays a murder forever. Alex. That's true. No you statute know, of limitations. And, and and the feds was had they nose in it. You know, different uh, police departments had they nose in it. This was an international thing, and could nobody come up with a solution to um, get this girl some justice? I mean, they dogged her out, homie. You know, and and it ain't like she was robbing somebody and 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 she got killed, and they they not doing nothing about it, bro. She was she was dogged the fuck out, homie. I got a little clip here from uh, the local news. Um, this was a recent, a recent clip. Let's hear what this news clip was about on this Sean Quelly case. We can case. share some new details tonight, though, on the Mexican investigation into the death of a 25-year-old Charlotte woman while in Cabo. Mexico prosecutors discussed their investigation into Shanquella Robinson's case during a recent news conference. Robinson went missing while vacationing in Mexico with a group of friends. She was later found dead, suffering a broken neck and a severe spinal cord injury. The state prosecutor from Baja California, sir, says the investigation is ongoing and that he's looking to extradite an unnamed suspect to the United States. He says Mexican authorities are also investigating others who may have been involved beyond the single suspect. There is no impunity in a case that is being fully investigated. Right now, it was important to obtain, above all, the judicial order of the presumed person responsible for these unfortunate events, but also other situations of criminal responsibility and complicity. The prosecutor says the investigation is a collaboration with American authorities. He says federal investigators have requested interviews conducted by Mexican authorities of Robinson's friends who were with her on that trip. That's just the latest. That that's the story that came out of uh, the local news down in, I believe, the what was it, North Carolina that, that they're from? Um, was it North Carolina? Yeah, but really, there's no new information. It's the same information. We knew that they wanted to talk to or wanted to arrest one of the people that was there, but they didn't name them, and so far, no one's been arrested. Yeah, that got to be hurtful for the parents, man. You know, I mean, I I I, I ain't gonna lie, I be heart broke just to know that you know my daughter was done like that man and there's no it's it's, it's they like just f fuck it yeah you know? i don't i think i would have uh went down there and um uh well now that all of them are here all of the people that were there are here i would have knocked on the door of every single one of those people that um was involved i probably wouldn't would have been a little bit more aggressive with it I, i'd been on the news already Oh no, more of, of, of the number of doors I done busted Shit. down. <laughs> trust me, bro. Trust me. You know, there ain't no doubt about it. You know, she would have definitely got hollered at. You know, and uh, that's just the real. That that uh, I mean, you know, good fuck who listening. That's just the real. You did my daughter like that, man. And then you dude, you gonna come sit in my kitchen and act like you don't know what's going on and eat my motherfucker food. You would have been the first motherfucker out. And you know what I mean. So. Hey, man, you know, I just feel for their family. You know, everybody not like that, don't have that kind of temperament. But, you know, man, that's that's messed up. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, I don't recall if we talked about, we, yeah, we did talk about the Takeoff case. Uh, Takeoff was the rapper from the Migos that was shot and killed in Houston outside of a, a venue. Um, they eventually arrested this dude named DJ Pat, Patrick Xavier Clark. And the only update on this case is that um, he had a million dollar bail, and guess what? He bailed out. Shit, he bailed <laughs> out, or somebody bailed him out. Yeah, you know, somebody that you know, somebody loved him. 
So he out fighting that case. Um, if he had the money to bail out, I'm sure he got money for an attorney. He finna fight that tooth and nails, man. And, you know, don't be surprised if shit don't go the way, you know, the fans wanted to. I'm surprised. I got a bunch of, like, um, DMs and, and a couple of emails saying that this guy is uh, a fall guy. They're making it seem as if there's some sort of government conspiracy involved and that he has absolutely nothing to do with it. And I'm like, how, how do y'all even come to this conclusion? Well, I didn't do the homework to see whose camp was he from, whose whose friend was it? You know, um, was he actually take off them friend or was he uh, was he other teams, other guys friend? You know, because just because he shot him don't mean, um, you know, he did it on purpose. You know, and that could be a whole another situation that you'd be surprised who actually bailed him out because they know he didn't try to do it. So now they know it was an accident. So now they want to try to, you know, I mean, it, it can go so many ways that I don't have to answer to some of these questions. Yeah. Um, I do recall the chief of police from Houston said there were two shooters that night. Mm -hmm. And um, based on this arrest, we don't know which shooter he is. But, right, right. But they're saying, of course, he's the shooter where the bullet hit takeoff. But my question is, I wonder if the, if the shooter, if shooter number one, was shooting in the direction of shooter number two, and then shooter number two shot takeoff, maybe on accident. No doubt. That's what I'm saying. You know, they, they keeping it close to them. You know, they're not putting out as much information. Um, they could have found out that this technically was a was a was an accident. Um, that's could have been why he was granted bail in the first place. Um, I was surprised he even got bail. So once he got bail, even just a number before he even bailed out. Um, for them to give him the bell like that, uh, they may know more than we do, you know, on, on which direction the shooters were shooting. Yeah, um, on that point you just said about you surprised he got bells because we, we were we were talking about the uh Cain Velasquez case that this which was not a murder. Right. And they wouldn't give him bail for I don't know, what, eight months or something, nine months. No doubt. And I mean, you know, this is a murder. Um um Young Thug is not technically charged with a murder. You know, neither was Gunner, and they gave them they neither one of them guys got a bill. So I'm wondering, like I say, do they know something we don't, or you know, uh, is it some special circumstances, or is this guy's? Uh, uh, and I believe, um, um, I don't know if this guy's what his arrest record look like, but he's out, bro. Yeah, but he has um one other arrest that resulted in a homicide where I think the case was dismissed on him or I'm not sure I might have to check on it that was something of that nature I don't want to bring that up but <laughs> it was something of that nature if I can't recall yet and um but that goes to show he's not new as shoot neither so that's why I was another reason I was surprised that he got a bill but because that case either got dismissed or he beat it um I think it's unfair to even hold it against him it's nothing that should even I know, I know on the internet people are going to talk about it. Oh, he has this other case. But in the court of law, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant in the court of law, Alice, but it's not irrelevant in your mind and heart. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? So if you're in a situation where you know you somebody, you hear somebody got a prior, your lawnmower come up stolen, you found to hear who did it, and you know he stole somebody else's lawnmower or was accused of stealing somebody else's lawnmower before, you kind of going to be like, maybe he did steal it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That don't mean he did. And just because he, and if he was exonerated from the other case, then you, like you say, you can't hold it against him, man. But sometimes in the back of your mind, you, you, you know, you use that shit. But him getting a million dollar bail is the way it's supposed to be. Um, the way the way that Vasquez came, Vasquez did not get a bail. Um, that was ridiculous on the part of the that judge, uh, Shalena, uh, black female judge, yeah. and also in Young Thug's 
And Gunner's case, it's ridiculous that they didn't get bail because the lawyers were, were fighting it. The lawyers were saying, why are you not giving these guys bail? You got no reason. And they said, oh, yeah, we got a reason because there's a text message that said that he was going to um, do something crazy or something that yeah, they yeah. interpreted as being crazy. So they were denied bail. But Gunner should have got a bail for the same amount, a million. Uh, Young Thug should have got a bail. And uh, Cain Velasquez's bail actually should have been lower than a million. I forget what his bail was. But he should have got his bail immediately. Um, he didn't. But eventually, eight, nine months later, he got his bail. He's free. And his next court date is in March. And they're going to be setting a trial date for that case that everybody's going to be paying attention yeah, to. Yeah, no doubt. Um, phew, he's, he's, got, um, he's fighting for his life in that case because they're trying to wash him up, even though it's not even a murder. It's a, it's a guy that got shot. I think he got shot in the arm or the leg. And um, I feel like he was in his... Um, he was defending his family's name, I, I would say. No doubt, but he chased him down. He shot into a vehicle with multiple passengers. They gonna try to use all that to railroad him, but you know, when you get down to the facts of the case, when it comes to a jury, I think a jury gonna have more compassion on why he did it, you know, especially the ones with kids. His defense attorney is gonna definitely want jurors to pick jurors that have children or kids that are in, in daycare age or you know even just kids period you know moms you know uh dads you know who who you show that they're uh compassionate about their children man them the dudes he gonna want on that jury well it's funny to see when uh when he was going to court the people outside the courtroom i mean the courthouse were basically fans for kane saying that kane should be free Usually you got people outside the courthouse that are are for the victim. Right, right. They're there for the defendant. So I think it's going to be tough. Uh, public opinion is already on the side of Cain Velasquez. No doubt. That's why I say in a jury trial, he may come out better than he would taking the deal, you know. Hopefully he gets a good jury there um, out of the county up there. Um, all right, let's talk about... Um, Let's talk about the Oath Keepers, man. Remember we talked about, uh, what was this guy's name that was found guilty? Uh, Stephen Rhodes or Stephen Rhodes or yeah, something? Yeah, Rhodes. Rhodes was found guilty um, of seditious conspiracy, which is um, a charge that is, I believe, this is only the fourth time or the fifth time someone's been found guilty of this case, of this charge in like 100 years. It's not something commonly used. Nah, no doubt, but he was also one of the leaders of the Oath Keeper, you know, which they tried to make it seem like they was a, a political group, you know, but they really was, you know, racist white boys, you know? So um, he took it to trial under the understanding of what his charges was. And, you know, sometimes, you know, you play with them, they gonna, they gonna holler at you. When he goes to sentencing. Um, he, he gets sentenced uh, later this year, but four more Oath Keepers, were just found guilty a few days ago of the same case, of the same charge, seditious conspiracy. Oh, wow. And um, they're not playing, the federal government is not playing around with these guys. Um, they're finding them all guilty. I don't think not one single person who decided to take this case to trial has won. No doubt they haven't, but they're trying to show them something. They're not learning. You know, um, way back when they uh, um, got the first guy, you know, and 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 y'all still don't y'all still not believers. Y'all don't think that we're not going to find you guilty because you may have a different word in your case or a different couple charges. It all falls under the same umbrella, and that's going against the United States of America. So they're gonna make an example out of it. Yeah, and um, I, I believe they deserve every every uh, every minute, every hour, every day they get in prison because uh, Roberto Menuda, Joseph Hackett, David. 
Morshell and Edward Vallejo were each found guilty of seditious conspiracy by a Washington D.C. jury. Only after four, well, four days of deliberation is actually uh, that's a, that's a lot of deliberating there. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, so there might have been a little disagreement, but um, they all were found guilty, and it looks like they're going they're going to the federal penitentiary. It says here all four could face a maximum sentence of twenty years, but we know that no one's getting these type of sentences. Um, what was that sentence that the um, the guy with the gun? He got like seven years. He didn't get nothing too major, but. Shoot, seven years is seven years. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Shit, Alex, seven years is a long time, man. I don't care what nobody shot. But all of these guys, are uh, the max is 20. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I don't think anyone's going to get over 10. Um, but, hey, when you when you take it to trial, you should be penalized for wasting the time of the court rather than just, you know, plead guilty, take a deal, and go to prison. No doubt. They spend a lot of money for them trials. So they definitely going to get bust upside the head for that. They trying to show the next people coming down the road. Um, it's another group that's coming down with the same seditious conspiracy charges. Um they trying to let people know, man, that you're not finna come up in here and beat us on this. We gonna book you on this. Take that deal. Cause they getting offered deals, believe me. Take that deal. And when they turn them them deals down because they so proud, you know, or they too, you know, high and mighty, you know. Um, I've actually seen these kind of people in prison, man, who just felt the, the government couldn't do them like this shit, man. The government, they get on your ass, they get on your ass. Yeah, this is uh these four guys uh represent the twelfth 12th Americans that have ever been convicted of seditious conspiracy in the whole history of this country. So that's how rare this case, this, this charge is. They represent just the 12th guy ever found guilty of this case. Yeah, but they know about it. They understand it. They know the statistics because they lawyer do. The attorneys don't. Hey, man, listen, man. Is we Y'all batting, you know, 0 and 11 <laughs> with this, 0 and 9, you know, and um, y'all going to try y'all hand with it. And some of them will. Now, this um, this group of guys were the Oath Keepers were founded by Stephen Ro Stuart Rhodes. Stuart Rhodes, okay, Stuart, my bad. Stuart Rhodes, who was already found guilty, he'll be on his way to prison uh, in about a couple of months. Uh, was founded by him, and they popped up at pro-Trump rallies, and they developed a, a huge movement across the country, and um, they were considered part of the planners of January six and. And now we have almost a thousand people have been charged on January 6th. No doubt. But the thing about it is they still not getting the picture, Alex. They still trying to go to trial. They still trying to, you know, whatever they trying to do. I believe it's a lot of it got to do with the appeals rights. You know, they trying to keep those open in case something move later on down the line. But at the same time, you make it be home. But, you know, if you took three and you got six, you know, sometimes it don't add up, you know. So these guys are the first ones um, found guilty of this of this charge since 1995. The last person was an Egyptian cleric um, that was linked to the, a bombing of uh, some New York City landmarks. I guess a, a Muslim extremist from Egypt. So yeah, this is a very rare rare charge, and there are going to be some more people. Uh, the Proud Boys. I'm gonna predict they're gonna be found guilty when they go to trial. Um, I don't know. They may reconsider. But uh, they that proud, they may not, you know <laughs> what I mean, and go in there and take it on the chin and, and come out with what they come out with. Uh, they better take it to trial. Since, uh, the Proud Boys. You yeah, say, go on, go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, go on up in there. Yeah, go up there, uh, spend all that money on them lawyers, 
and uh, be proud about it and try to defend all that crazy stuff you guys did on January 6th by running up in government buildings with guns and grenades and pistols and swords and all kind of weapons. And I think like people died that day too. Yeah, 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 no doubt, man. All right, um, let's see. Let's. Oh, I want to talk about this one because um, this is a place that you know very well, man. And this is crazy, man. There's um, three guys that were that were serving time in Victorville Federal Prison were just found guilty. Um, actually, they they took a deal. They were um, they they pled guilty to second degree murder for a for a murder or a killing that happened in 2013. Mm. They're just being, um, the case is just wrapping up this week, what, 10 years later. Damn. So um, my first question is, why would it take so long? And these are, it's not like it took so long to figure out who was involved. They knew who was involved initially. In fact, it was four guys that were involved in this back in 2013. Uh, Three people ended up pleading guilty. The fourth person, I don't know what's going on with that person. But why 10 years to eventually end this case? You know what? That's a damn good question. I don't know if the wheels turn slow just based on, you know, the evidence that they have because they were in there. Um, it wasn't like a gun or a knife was used. It was a physical altercation. That was uh, um, the report said hands and feet were used, you know. Um, and even though the uh, person who's deceased was badly beaten, um, it wasn't a... a, a like you, you you stabbed him or shot him. So I'm thinking they were trying to figure out the appropriate charges to charge these guys with based on was it was it an accident? Was it they didn't mean to go this far? I mean, I don't have the answer to the questions. I'm wondering why it took 10 years as well. That's a long damn time. Now, this is the same year that you was released from the feds. No doubt. Same year I was in there. I was actually at the same facility where this happened at. You know, um, I do have a little knowledge on it about where it happened at. And I could picture it vividly going down right there because in that same spot, I've seen other shit go down right there. Um, um, from from what I'm hearing, it happened in the kind of in the evening time, nighttime. So, you know, the cameras might have couldn't get a good shot at them, but they immediately got these guys and um and uh but 10 years later i, I don't know I'm, i mean that's a great question that's a long damn time now how many different yards are at victorville you got three different prisons you know you got the usp you got the um fci one you got the fci two all of them rocking and rolling you know and and it's a lot of more lifers over there at the usp but it's lifers on every yard you know and um at that prison, it's not a prison for the week by far. You hit the prison, your shit ain't right, you getting rolled up. You know what I mean? I know because at this same facility where this happened at, Alex, I happen to be a part of setting the rules here. Back when we opened this facility in 2005 when there was 50 people there. You know what I mean? I went through the politics to make sure the, 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 the bloods got to sit with the bloods sit. You know what I mean? It got to... Uh, food strikes to, to the administration and the warden to try to make shit happen, you know, for them to put TVs in, for them to do certain shit for us, you know, at this very facility. So, you know, I, I was an intricate part in going to the hole a lot for, you know, rebelling against, against the system, you know. Also, you know, we was there when it was 150 blacks, period, you know, and, and, and 900 Mexicans, you know, sorted out between, you know, Pisces and, and Serenios and, you know, um, so, so, so I'm very familiar with it. I, I, I know the dealings with it. I, I, one thing I know about it is, you know, you're going to if you ain't on your shit or you ain't right, you're going to get your ass whipped or you're going to get stabbed. That's just how the, over there at that Victorville too, man, is 
you know, that's how it was. So you said that you're familiar with the location where this took place and you said that a lot of stuff happens there. Is it because it's kind of like in the cut somewhere? No, it's just because it may take the police or the COs a length of time to get there. It's kind of furthest away from where the, you know, lieutenant's office is, you know. So it's going to take you probably a little more time to to get to that location than, than, than some others. Okay. And when something like this happens and the COs eventually are called to come, what happens to the rest of the prison at that point? Well, they got this thing called the deuces. It's called when they hit the deuces, it's an alarm that goes off, and you're basically supposed to, and I went to the hole for this before, but you're supposed to freeze wherever you at. When them deuces go off, you stand right where you stand. They're going to run to where they're going to run to. They're going to handle their situation, and, 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 and until they say, you know, everybody to their units, you basically going to stand in that one particular area unless it's one of your homeboys or it's one of your peoples you know if it's something going on with the mexicans or something going on with the you know uh asians or something like that i'm hey man i'm gonna stand there and 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 just chill you know to them people do what they got to do you know but if it got something i see one of my homies i'm not finna stand nowhere i'm finna run over there and get cracking with it you know what i mean and do they have a gun tower there not at not at the one and two they don't okay that's what makes the fed so dangerous that's what makes um the one and two yards so much dangerous. They have a, a gun tower at the USP. They do not have a gun tower at the at the one and two. So when your ass start getting stabbed, guess what? You just getting stabbed until the police come. Or you really getting stabbed to the motherfucker stabbing you get tired, man. So there's really no threat from a gunner in the tower to, to, to take you out when it's time to, to get it cracking on the yard. No, that's why it gets cracking on the yard. That's why it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's as rough as it is. And people be like, you know, what a state this and state this. I've been on the Tachapi three yard. Gun tower in the kitchen, gun tower in the unit, gun tower everywhere. So it still cracks off. But this is why people say, oh, the feds is this for one. Victorville is a gangbang facility. You know what I mean? If you had either one of those yo's yards, you it's gang members there now. A lot of gang members are in the feds now. It's not the 1980s where, you know, it was nice and cushy. They still have those spots somewhere. It's not a Victorville. You know what I mean? So uh, when they get cracking at Victorville, man, it take manpower to come stop those situations. By the time the police get there, out where this situation happened, it's done. It's over. I'm surprised that um, as active as Victorville is, that they wouldn't want to put a gun tower in there to have some more control for things like this. Well, you know, for one, that take um, money. And I believe that when they built um, medium security prisons and called them that, um, they didn't felt they needed them. They probably didn't understand how many gang members was going to be you know, uh, designated to one prison, how many gang members were actually coming to federal prisons nowadays. You know, you got to understand you seeing every day on the news, you got the bank robbers, you got the smash and grabs, you got a lot of these crimes as a result in federal crimes is, is, is gang members, you know? So now when you get gang members out of medium for, and you can't send them all to the pen, either they points not there or you can't just stuff all the pen, you know, the, the, the USPs, you know, and, uh, and, uh, so man, well, it gets cracking on that, 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 uh, Victorville yards one and two, man. So they do, do they do like a, um, a lockdown when, when they tell everybody to freeze, do they, um, eventually lock the prison down like they do in the States where everything's cut off, no more visiting. Um, there's, there's no, um, everyone's going to the hole or they just shut the whole yard down for like, a week, two weeks, three weeks. Well, they're going to immediately shut the yard down, everybody to their cells. If you in your unit and you and they hit the deuces, 
Um, soon as you they hit the deuces, you're gonna know because the CEO and the, and the, all the administrators and staff that's in your building are gonna run out the unit and go to the facilities. When they hit them deuces, it's all hands on deck. If it's a secretary in a suit, if it's a case manager in a dress, if it's a you running your ass to that to that situation, you know. So when you do that, shit, guess what we doing? If I'm in the unit. I'm going to get my ice, put my last little food in the microwave. I'm trying to, you know, get my clothes out the dryer. You know what I mean? You, 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 you trying to get your shit together because you know you finna be locked down. Once they lock the facility down, everybody get locked down. They designate who was involved. They go to those unit, get those dudes, take them to the hole. Once they realize that after that, what takes so long sometimes to open up the yard is to see that if we open it up, the two parties that got into it, is it going to be some more retaliation? If it's a situation where they can just isolate, it, it was an isolated incident, they'll open back to yard later that day. You know what I mean? But if they, if it's a certain group, certain gangs that then got into it, they know it's going to be some more shit later. They're going to they gonna lock it down and keep it locked down till they feel, you know. I mean, I've been in situations, man, where, where you know, they didn't, they didn't came. A, I remember one time they took the 21 Crips to the, to the hole and took me, you know. And, um... It was a crip situation. I'm like, you know, what the fuck I'm in here for? They like, we knew you knew what was going on before it went on. You know, we knew the crips told you what was cracking. You know, UFG. We, we know how you rock and roll over here. You knew. You know what I mean? I'm like, bro, I ain't, you know, I don't. They knew I didn't have shit to do with it, you know, And but that's just how it was, you know. And um, eventually they let everybody out. Once they feel that once they let everybody out, it won't be no more smoke. You know, um, that's just how it is, bro. You got to take it on the chin when they take you to the hole for something that you don't got shit to do with. Food strike. We did a food strike. We waited till the every year the region comes to look at the prison because the region is the ones who allocate money for prisons. The region came. Every time the region come, they want to feed us good and act like they treating us good and shit. We did a food strike. We we didn't we did a, a sitting in rather when the region came. Oh, that shit looked so bad on the prison, man. Soon as in region people going, they got to lock in our ass up for sure. And they got designated people who they feel got some say so around this yard that they gonna automatically go get whether you was involved or not. That's just how it is, you know. So um, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a delicate. They got their shit together in order how they handle shit, you know. Now, when something like this is gonna go down, like it went down on on October first, twenty thirteen, do the people that are about to get active let people from other races and other groups say, hey, we about to handle some business. We just letting you know so y'all can stay out the way. Yeah, sometimes they do. You know, I've had groups come to me and say, man, get out the way. Hey, you know, it's a Sereno. Hey, man, get out the way. Uh, tell your folks. They, they'll just be telling me personally. They, it's not like they make no alarm because, of course, you still got rats that's gangsters, you know, that, you know. And uh, But I've been told a pretty time, hey, homie, how, to, how your homies? You know, off the yard, we gonna, you know, and that was just a personal. They wasn't supposed to be telling me or nothing, but that was just some personal they gave. And I tipped the homies, hey, homie, they it's gonna get cracking. So, you know, and don't go out there that first unlock, you know, or something like that, you know. Or I didn't have motherfuckers come to me and say, hey, homie, uh, dude, them owe you some money. Get your money, homie, because we finna go up on this dude. And I didn't have to go do it before. Hey, homie, you owe the homie some money. Run that, you know. And uh, man, what's up, FG? No, we, I just need that bread, homie. You know, and 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 you got to, you know, it's just business, you know. But uh, but sometimes it don't. 
I don't know if this was a planned attack or if dude disrespected them out on the yard, you know, something of that nature, you know, and it just went down how it went down. So in that case, no, you wouldn't get a tip off. You would just see it cracking, you know. But uh, sometimes, you know, some of these things are well planned. Yeah, because um, they actually charged four people for assaulting and killing this guy. Javier Sandez is the guy that got killed on October 1st of 2013. And they uh, charged four people. A guy named Patino, who was 39, out of Riverside. Ruiz, who was 48, out of San Diego. Villegas, 41, from L.A. And Reyes, 37, from L.A. But what's crazy is the Patino, this guy was only serving a 16-month sentence, and now he got caught up in a whole case that's going to probably end up costing him probably 20 years. No, nah, no doubt. You know, and that's the unfor uh, unfortunate shit about prison. That's the unfortunate thing about being a gangster. You know, you can come on a violation. It's, it's homies that came to the back to the feds because they did their time and they got violated. Came back with six months on the violation. Points were still up, so they was gonna come to a gangster yard, you know, because that's where they left from. And uh, and uh, and when they get there, ride get off, and they get stabbed six times, you know. And damn, I, I did thirteen years, and, and 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 it was cool. I come back for six months, man, and get stabbed six times. That's the way the ball bounced, man. When we when say suit up. You know what I mean? Uh, I know one time when I was in the state, homie, I got into it with this 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 dude. We was gonna get down, and and one of the homies was like, "Man, this dude FG tripping, man. I go home in six days." <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I heard him say that. You know what I mean? You know, and and you know, and I gave him a look, homie. It ain't over till it's over. You ain't you. you when you go home is when you go home. Up until the day you go home, bros, it, anything can happen, and that's just really how it is. Don't get me wrong. There's ways to stay out the way a little bit, but at but but at the same time, man, if it calls, if you call the duty to 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 to, to rock and roll, shit, you got to rock and roll. They situation though could have been some shot caller shit. He could have got called. I don't give a fuck how much time you go, y'all. You you and you go handle that. It could have went down like that. You know the shit. They was from San Diego, Los Angeles, and and somewhere else. That wasn't a one gang thing. That yeah. wasn't like that was some 18 streets. So that wasn't <laughs> like that. You you get what I'm saying? Somebody, you know, you know, bigger than them probably shit. They mean you, you and you, y'all make that happen. And they had to make it happen. Yeah, I was I was uh, checking that out that they're all from different parts of the state. Yeah. Riverside, San Diego, and the other two are from LA. And um that's kind of messed up. Like if you're on the yard and you're called to duty, I mean, why not just pick the dudes who's doing at least uh, 150 months, you know, and they, they ain't got as much to lose as a guy that's got one year left. Nah, no doubt, <laughs> but that ain't how gangster shit works. You know what I mean? Because the dude who doing the motherfucking, you know, 150 months probably done already put some work in. He could have came with six months and put some work in and end up with 150 months. You don't know what he already did for the gang, for the system, you know what I mean, for the race, you know. So you three dudes ain't certified. Y'all ain't, ain't, ain't did shit. You got 16 months. You, you, your hands ain't been dirty. Go get them dirty. You know, and 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 that's to that's the um, that's how that shit works. Sometimes I remember one time, like I say, it was a couple homies that uh, they had big homies on the yard from their neighborhood. You know, and they big homies told them go up in that cell and handle that. You know what I mean? Go up in there and stab the shit out of dude. You know, and I just happened to be so cool with one of the youngsters and shit, and he was like, "Man, hell, you know, I ain't never did that shit. You know what I mean, man? I don't, I don't really know what to do." You know what I mean? You know, and uh, I say, man, you know, I can't step in on that call, you know. But at the same time, um, tell them to go with you. You know, all these big homies and shit out there. And, and I'm going to put this out there just period. All you big homies out there, 
sending these dudes that ain't never been on no missions on no missions. Trust me, I don't condone it. You know what I mean? But sometimes this shit happens. You sending dudes out there on blind missions, they ain't never did nothing. You know what I mean? But you want to call shot. Go, go do it with them. You know what I mean? Put your life on the line with them. You know what I mean? If you so adamant about it, and that's the whole thing about it, you know, you got dudes just telling dudes what to do, Alex, and they fucking their life off trying to go do it, you know? Yeah, and that's probably why one reason why some of these dudes be like, man, I'm going to go on a PC yard because um, they, they are sending me on missions. I didn't, I didn't come to prison to do missions. No doubt, you know, especially, and especially some stupid shit. It ain't like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a grudge you got with the dude. I don't got a grudge with the dude, you know, certain shit like that or, you know, but it just said the dude was a rat, though. You know, um, you got to send somebody up in there to handle that. And, you know, hey, different people get get picked, man. You 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 when you sign up for this gangster shit, a lot come with it, Alex. Well, the guy uh, that was doing 16 months, uh, Patino, uh, he, he was doing the least amount of time of the other three. Uh, Christopher Sneaky Ruiz, he was already doing 10 years for racketeering and methamphetamine um, violations. Um, Jose Torch Villegas, uh, I forget how much time he was doing. Um, Adelson Shanky Reyes, he was doing 135 months. But what's interesting, only three guys um, took this plea deal to uh, plead guilty of second degree murder. This fourth guy, Adelson Shanky Reyes, I was expecting to see his name in this case, but it's not. It hasn't even been a part of this case. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wonder why he, initially he was charged like five, six years ago, but now today uh, he's not even part of the case. Yeah, many factors. I mean, Alex, he could have just been there and didn't do not one kick, not one hit, not one, you know. And how do you charge a person who didn't participate at all? He didn't run or nothing. He just didn't, you know, maybe they was the other three was on him so tough. He never actually participated. Um, you should be able to, you, I mean, you know, most of the time they would give you accessory after the fact or a still accessory, you know, uh, or he could have told. You already know he could have, you know, but um, he definitely could have cooperated. But by the time the CEOs run to this place, to this location, to this spot, they don't they don't know who did what. Right. Because everybody's already fall, fall back into different positions yeah uh, but they rely on camera they got cameras everywhere now you know back in the old days when they had old Folsom and Soledad and you know Jamestown and stuff like that back in the day they didn't have no cameras in the facilities you know what I mean everything relying on either somebody gonna tell you or you just wasn't gonna find out or you was gonna find out once the next dude got stabbed tomorrow you'd be like oh he must have been the one that did it you know these newer facilities have cameras everywhere um, they can they can they can track you walking all the way from your unit. You know, once they narrow it down to what unit you in, you know, sometimes they can they can, you know, hit certain cells because they could look at certain races. OK, we can count the blacks out or we can count the Asians out or we can count the, you know. And then some of these um, SIS lieutenants and stuff like that, their job is to know who the gang members are, you know, so they can see your face. Oh, man, that's Sharky or man, that's, that's FG. We already know who it is, you know what I mean? So um, that could be an easy way they, they, they got them too. Now, um, this was obviously a blind spot where there was no camera, but w would you expect today that Victorville put a camera in this little spot? In this no, little area? It, it wasn't a blind spot. It was in a wide open space. It just was so far from the, from the uh, lieutenant's office that, like I said, it was going to take them a minute to get there. It wasn't a blind spot at all. This was out on the yard, out on the basketball courts, um, to the far basketball courts, you know, um, 
you know, they have a big yard over there at, at Victorville. I mean, a huge yard, you know, and um, you can go so far back to the yard, man. I'm talking about it take. I've seen a dude one day we out there drinking, you know, police get to chasing him. He got a gallon of hooch in his in his in his in his bag. They get to chasing him. He's running all over the yard while the police chasing him, homie, drinking his drink. And he didn't stop till he was finished with that. Man, he went in there drunk as a motherfucker, man. But this is how big this yard is. So it wasn't a blind spot. It just was a spot, like you said, if you do it in the unit, they can get to you fast. You do it in a child hall, library, uh, things of that nature, they can get to you fast. You get out there on that yard and you get kind of to the towards the back of that yard, it just takes them that much longer. But it's cameras all over that setup. So do you think a camera actually captured the assault on Javier Sandez? Every bit of it. Wow. Yeah, every, okay. every bit of it. And they obviously didn't care if the... I mean, but this goes on all the time. It's just this dude happened to die. I don't believe... That, I mean, I, I I can't say. I mean, I wasn't there but or the intent, but this thing goes on, happens all the time where people don't die. So I, I can't even say that their intent was to kill him opposed to... Because why they didn't stab him, man? You know how big they got knives at Victor Hill too? They got knives this long, bro. They could have stabbed the shit out the dog. I mean, so so when I say I don't think they were trying to kill him, I don't. Because they could have stabbed this dude a hundred times before the police got there and they didn't. So I don't think they was going to commit murder. I think they was going to just beat this dude so bad that they going to send him to the hospital, get him off the yard and all that. But I don't, I think they expected this dude to die. Okay, yeah, that's interesting because if they wanted to stab him, uh, they could have stabbed him. And I'm assuming stabbing somebody is easier then if you if your intent is to kill him stabbing him is easier than just using your bare hands oh no doubt plus you know if your intent is, is, is to kill him you're gonna do it in the br most brutal way you can you know what i mean you're gonna set the tone you're gonna you're gonna you know you're gonna hit him all in the neck you're gonna do everything you can even if you start off with fighting you're gonna once you get him on the ground homie you're gonna you're gonna start gashing so i i just believe just in in, in my experience this probably wasn't even a planned murder. I think this dude happened to just die on him, and they was like, fuck, you know what I mean? And um, them fighting their cases, them seeing it on camera, you know, them even even probably admitting, bro, we were just fucking him up. We didn't expect him to die. You know, attorneys can fight, public defenders can fight, or if they had attorneys, paid attorneys, and they, you know, it was an accident, you know? So I don't know for them to plead guilty on a second degree, um, me personally thinking if they play guilty, they promise them a certain time range, you know, and uh, 10 to 20 or something, you know, it the, the, it, it carries life. The, the maximum statute on that is a life sentence. But for them to plead guilty after 10 years, um, I believe they came to some kind of agreement. Now, in the indictment, it says that um, it says the allegation that Javier Sandez was escorted to the rec yard in the prison where he was attacked. The statement says Patino, Ruiz, and Villegas are accused of striking and kicking him until he was no longer breathing, at which point Reyes instructed them to continue beating him, according to prosecutors. So that's interesting. And Reyes is the one that's not, um, that didn't plead guilty. He's not one of the three. Oh, is that right? Yeah, Adelson, Shanky, Reyes, I guess, according to the indictment, is the one that was calling the shot, I guess. So would you say that kicking and striking him is not really intending to kill the person but when the fourth guy says don't stop do it continue doing it and then you know at some at a certain point the kicking and the strikings will lead to death 
Nah, nah, because, I mean, I'm Alex. You out, out of 100 times, it, it won't. You know, I done seen some dudes take some brutal ass whoopings mm -hmm. with steel toe boots. You know what I mean? Jaw broke, eye busted, ribs broke, all that. And, 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 and yeah, they fucked up. Yeah, so, they so this could have been a DP. Could have been a DP. Yeah. The way you said they escorted him out there, you know, he probably went out there and, 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 and was taking his DP. It, it could have simply been that. If they escorted him, you can't nobody escort you nowhere. You could somebody come say, man, come on, you could start fighting right there. If You know what I mean? So he could have went out there, man, and purposely took. But, Alex, I've been to this institution. I've seen DPs go on. You got spots to go DP somebody that you won't get caught. You know what I mean? Everybody know that been to Vicky Deuce, you got a bathroom right there that multiple DPs go down in, but they may have put a bathroom. I think they put a camera in, in, at that bathroom when I while I was there because that was one of the DP spots. But um, it's, 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 you could have DP'd him in a cell. You know, I I, I, just, I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of logic, you know, because the COs leave and go outside sometimes. Somebody watch the door, get cracking, boom, DP the fool, you know what I mean? Uh, mop up the blood and everything that's in the cell. You actually can have time to do all that, you know. Uh, they took it to the yard. Hey, man, you know, I, I don't I, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, the fact that they pled guilty to second degree, it already it, it tells you that they weren't even trying to charge. that They, they weren't going to go forward to first degree on this, so they must know the prosecutors of how it went down and why it went down and said we'll just give them the second degree but the second degree is you still getting time though Hell yeah it's almost I mean, you know that you don't you ain't promised a dub i'm just saying the the, the, the statute carry a, a life sentence you know you could get a life sentence you know um i'm only saying just based on that they didn't go to trial and lose it i'm believing that they was offered uh, some numbers in between you know from here to here you know um that's what my take is. You know, I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a, a, a second degree murder, just pleading guilty on it without without some numbers. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go to trial with it. No, I looked up uh, Adelson Shanky Reyes, the guy that, according to the indictment, was the one that told them to keep kicking and beating them. Um, it says on the, the BOP website that he's not in BOP custody, even though at the time he was serving 135 months um maybe he just got released yeah because that was 13 that was 10 years ago yeah 135 you said 135 months yeah that's 11 years um yeah you only gonna do nine off 11 he may have went home but how would he not how would he escape this case when he it says according to the indictment he's the one that pretty much quarterbacked the whole thing but he didn't he didn't he didn't do nothing he didn't touch the guy you know um, you absolutely right. They usually would give you accessory, but this is a prison situation. It's not a street situation. Um, I've seen I've seen a lot of times where people get stabbed and it's no no repercussions to the stabber. You know what I mean? You know, and so it's it's, it's I, I can't answer that, Alex. Okay. Um, it's it's an interesting case that because it took ten years before uh, uh, I guess they um, decided to give these guys whatever they w were offering them. Ten years later, this this is a assault that happened in 2013, and these three guys just took this uh, deal in 2023. It's nah, bizarre. Hey man, no, nah, that's wild. That's <laughs> crazy. But I, I definitely want to see uh, what kind of time they walk off with. You know, when you was talking about the one dude only had 16 months. He could have been, uh, per se, the dude with with the less stripes, you know, and the crew. But guess what he got now? 
next facility he go to, man, you know, he going to be welcome with open arms, Alex. You know <laughs> what I mean? They, you know, they, they put that down. They didn't give a shit about going to the hole or none of that because they did it out on the yard, you know, where they know they was going to be seen, you know. So, yeah, he got to go walk off some time, a whole lot of it. But at the same time, man, in the in this in this underworld, when he get to that next spot, man, them little dudes who ain't never did shit gonna be looking up to him, you know? Well, we're gonna find out how much time they get. Uh June 2023, all three of these guys will get sentenced. They're currently sitting in uh MDC. And uh, I guess they'll be on their way to uh, perhaps an FCI then, huh? Nah, they're going to send them to the uh, USP. I mean, the USP. Yeah, That's yeah. what I meant. I yeah. know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're going to a USP. <laughs> All right. Um, lastly, man, we, we, we didn't talk about this last week. I thought about talking about it, but um, they just released an extended video of Keenan Anderson, who was uh, tased to death by the LAPD. Well, well, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. I don't think the LA, whenever the, the police are using tasers, they're not intending to kill you. That's the whole purpose of it. But the taser ended up killing Keenan Anderson in this, uh, I guess, uh, traffic, this traffic stop. You had it right the first time. They tased him to death. They tased him to death. You know what but I mean? what, that, that's, that I sounds, what saying, but that sounds deliberate though, right? Right. But, but at the end, when we look at it and later on, you know, when we speak how we regularly speak, you know, man, he tased that boy to death, man. He ended up dying on behalf of the taser shocking his heart he went into cardiac arrest they actually alex hit him uh tased him six times in 42 seconds brought out that that's that's excessive a little bit yeah no doubt about it um i watched this a couple of times i have a clip here i want i want you guys to hear this this is a, about a four minute clip um and this is a new a new clip that was released they're, they're calling this the the extended clip i guess the previous clip was only about two minutes this one's four minutes okay. i want you to hear keenan your pocket at all no sir. no sir no no id on you are you gonna have an id in the car yes sir okay please so who's trying to get you who's trying to you said somebody's trying to kill you no sir nobody's trying to kill my car job you know what I'm what's that my car malfunction who's trying to kill you my car malfunction your car malfunction yes, sir. Okay, but you're saying somebody's trying to kill you. You're saying somebody no. did something to your car? No, I did. I did. You did something to your car. And what did you do to your car? What did you do to your car? I had I lost my key fob. And then I think that I need to air my tire. I didn't have no um, Can I see a lawyer? What do you need a lawyer for? I need a lawyer, sir. Okay, we're still trying to figure out everything that's going on here, okay? All right? What's your name? Keenan. Keenan? Keenan Anderson. Keenan Anderson. Okay, Keenan, where do you live? If you want to have somebody see you. Please. Okay? Please. Just sit down for me a second here, okay? Please, look, sir. Sit down for me. Sit down. Put a thing on me. Sit down. I'm not hot. putting anything. Come Please. here, sit down over here. Please. I don't want you in the road. Come here, I don't want you in the road. Come here. Please. Come here. Please. Come here. Please. Please. Come here. Please. Please. Right now! Turn over on your stomach right now!
Turn over! Yes. Turn over! Yes, sir. Over on your stomach! Get over on your stomach! Hold on! Okay, okay, please! Please, sir, please don't do this! Please don't do this, sir! Please! Help me, please! You know what? Help me, please! No, please, help me! Help me, please! Please, please! 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 Keenan, relax! Keenan, relax! Help! Ah, they're trying to kill me! Hey, stop! I'm gonna take you! Help! They're trying to kill me! Hey, stop! I'm gonna take you! Stop! I'm gonna take you! Reload's trying to kill me! I have a stun on YouTube! Stop it! I'm gonna tase you! Yes, sir! Stop it! I'm gonna tase you! Hey, please help me! Help! Help! Stop it! I'm gonna tase you! Stop it! I'm gonna tase you! I'm gonna tase you! Stop it right now! Stop it right now! Turn over! Turn over! I'm gonna tase you! Turn over or I'm going to tase you. Turn over or I'm going to tase you. Yes. Watch, watch your elbow, partner. They're trying to judge for me. They're trying to judge Stop for it. Me. Stop it or I'm going to tase you. Okay, stop, stop it or I'm going to tase you. Stop it or I'm going to tase you. Stop yes. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. At this point, they take the taser and they actually put it against his body. I guess they got certain tasers. Sometimes they could shoot the taser at you, mm -hmm. but this one is they, they just put it against your body, and they're zapping like uh, 50,000 volts of electricity through your body. Of course, you're gonna, um, it's going to have an impact. And because of this, uh, he died, and now there's a $50 million lawsuit being filed um, by uh, Carl Douglas here in Los Angeles. Right, no doubt, but I'm going to be honest with you. Um, that video sound a lot more traumatic than it looks. You know, um, but he told the dude 50 times, stop or I'm going to tase you, man. The reason why when he got on his motorcycle, he changed his tone from, hey, just come here, hey, just come here. And the, the guy tried to open some uh, uh, innocent driver going down the street, tried to open their passenger door. You Once you did that, then all bets was off. Dude, stop talking nice to you. Dude, stop playing with you. He still had you to get on the ground. Um, they were going to just detain you, you know, put you in handcuffs, detain you. He fought off everything that he can um i listened to the words he was saying alex he sound like he wasn't stable uh, mentally um or on something what's your take on that well i've been hearing um that he was having a mental health crisis but then i'm also they put out um, a toxicology report preliminary report that says he had cocaine and weed in his system mm -hmm. so i don't know if both are true if both are true, you're, you're gonna you're not gonna be stable. I don't know if, if this is really a mental health crisis or if he was just high, right? And he was just on one, or if it's a combination that he he has mental health issues and then he got high and that just exacerbated you know the interaction between him and the police. Mm -hmm. But I don't think him I don't think it uh, was an issue for for three LAPD officers to just put him in cuffs. Shit, it had to be an issue because they couldn't do it. You know, and these dudes must be, I'm saying, damn, how strong is this dude? Because they never got him. It took, it didn't look like they was really trying to put him in cuffs. It just looked like they were just trying to hold him. And, and what it looked like, it was they were trying to get him to to cooperate with their commands. I say, fuck the commands. Just cuff him. Stop. Turn over. Move. Do this. He, he's not going to do any of that. Three grown men should be able to get this one guy arms behind their back and cuffed. Seemed like they should be, but, it, I mean, I was looking and they didn't. Seemed like they damn near couldn't. Uh, he fought them off the whole time. Um, 
you know, me personally do, to, it started off from a traffic accident, you know, and you come up dead over a traffic accident, but if he wasn't mentally in his right mind or he was uh, induced with, you know, cocaine and, and, and marijuana, you know, I, I could see how it triggered him to not be responsive, but it started off with a traffic accident. You know, he wasn't accused of anything. The police didn't even have him in cuffs. Police were just sitting him down saying, man, you know, I'm trying to see what's going on. You know, he was erratic in his speech, you know, um, and and at the end of the day, man, this dude lost his life over a traffic accident. Nothing violent, nothing criminal, nothing, none of that. It was a traffic accident, you know, and he lost his life behind it. So um, on behalf of his five-year-old daughter, yeah, they saw him for 50 million. Yeah, well, I don't think I don't think they're going to get 50 million, but um I definitely think that there were other ways that the police could have handled this situation. And you know, they didn't release all of the footage right away. They kept some of it out. Apparently, there's a conversation between this cop and Keenan Anderson for like 7 minutes before he runs in the street. Um and they didn't put that out. And I think that conversation kind of shows that okay, this cop should have known I'm, I'm going to have a, a mental health, potentially a mental health issue with this guy. Mm -hmm. So let's treat this differently. Right. But they went in there and they treated it like it was criminal, you know, like it was a thug, like if it was a, a bank robber getting away. Let's be fair, Alex. He didn't treat him like that till he tried to open up a passenger's door on a car. And once he did that, man, if my daughter or my wife was in that car, you know what I mean? My son, you know, and a dude with erratic behavior goes to open up, they, 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 they door, then of course my wife or my son or my daughter are gonna be yelling at the cop, do your fucking job. You know what I mean? And uh, um, so I do know up until that point though, the officer was just like, come here, man, come here. He was treating it like a mental health patient. He didn't slam dude on the ground. He didn't handcuff dude when he was sitting on the ground. He didn't do none of that. When dude was walking out in the street, he said, hey, man, come on back. No, come on, Keenan, come on back. Called him by his name and all that. Come on back. When he grabbed that handle on that door, Dude jumped on, man, he went over there and lay on the ground. You know, it, it changes the game, you know. And don't get me wrong, like I say, that don't change that he was had a mental health crisis or even induced in, in drugs. That don't change the fact, but it changed the fact on how I got to deal with you now if you're going to add innocent people into what me and you trying to got going on, you know what I mean? Um, I still didn't see nothing but them trying to get him in cuffs, you know. I don't believe they ever had the tasing, though. Not one single time. You got three grown-ass officers right here. You never should have had the tasing, period, Alex. I mean, at all. Rough him up, get him in them cuffs, pick him up, put him in the car. We'll deal with it after that. You never had to tase this dude, man. You tase this dude because you wanted to. You know what I mean? Like you said, they wasn't trying their best to put him in cuffs, you know. And... um he was resisting, but you got three grown men, man. I think three whole men can grab an arm, bro, and 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 get you in some handcuffs, man. Also, I think they could have called this in as a mental health issue in those first seven minutes before he ran out the street. Um, it was clear that your conversation with Keenan Anderson was was going unusual. At that point, after the first minute, the second minute, the third minute, you can just say, all right, I, I got a mental health issue. Uh, let me let me call for backup. But for those first seven minutes, it was just that one motorcycle cop and him. And then when he decides to run in the street, it's just him alone. And if they had more officers there and they called it in as a mental health issue, 
we probably would have never got to the point where he runs in the street and he's grabbing an, another car's door. I understand that, you know, grabbing another car's door, all right, now that changes the game a little bit because now you're putting the innocent bystanders. Life is at risk because you don't know if Keenan got a weapon, if Keenan is going to do harm. But um, at the end of the day, I think the LAPD could have did it better. They could have handled it better. They could have called it in sooner. Uh, we didn't know seven minutes this cop is just there talking to Keenan. Keenan was on the floor originally, yeah. on the ground. Oh, okay. Remember, remember Keenan's no, on I remember the ground. he was sitting on the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. then he gets up, and then that's when he runs into the street. Right, but like you say, it's a whole conversation somewhere that they omitting. Um, for what purpose, I don't know, but you absolutely 100% right about that. So, yeah, they, they eventually released it all. I mean, I don't want to play the whole thing. The whole thing right, is right, like 20-something right, right, minutes right. long. And uh, maybe I'll put a, a link in the show notes to the whole thing. But um, now it's a $50 million lawsuit. Also, what's interesting is Keenan is actually related to Patrice Cullors, who's the co-founder of Black Lives Matter here in Los Angeles. Oh, damn. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, advocates um, fighting for this lawsuit. And they're probably going to be trying to ask for charges against the officers, which... Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's. Um, I don't know if there could be charges against the officers. Do you see anything? Do you think they crossed the line? Maybe. Um, I don't know if it's a if it's a um, like in a taser policy. Is it a policy where you know you tase the guy for a certain amount of time and let off? Um, I don't know. Like I say, they did see that he tased the guy six times in forty two seconds. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. If they can come back with the excessive tasing you know, then they can get something done. But other than that, man, this, this was this shit happens every day. I mean, that's 50,000. This article says 50,000 watts of electrical energy. I think it's supposed to be, I think it's volts, but it says here watts. But nevertheless, um, it hurts. Yeah, no doubt. And it impacts your, your internal organs as well. So uh, six times, maybe if six times is beyond the policy, maybe we'll see some sort of uh, criminal charges, but I don't know. Um, I'm unaware if you could charge an officer for tasing someone that ends up dying unless you did something criminal. I'm not sure if there's anything criminal here. No, I definitely don't see anything criminal from, from Keenan. Um, no, I'm talking about the officers oh, tasing okay. them. It's going to be hard, man. It's going to be hard. Well, they're definitely going to um, <laughs> they're gonna get some money in this lawsuit. Uh, Carl Douglas, I think Carl Douglas is teaming up with, um, with Benjamin Crump on this case. And uh, it looks like it's going to be a $50 million lawsuit, which was just filed earlier this week. And um, that's uh, that's all we have for you guys this week, man. Um, wh where where can people tap in with you, FG? Man, come over there at FG Unleashed on YouTube, man. Check me out. Check out the videos. Like them if you like them. Make sure you hit the notification bell and the subscribe button. Um, hit, check me out on Instagram at FGeneral1 on Instagram. I eventually saw your uh, your your interview you did with the dude from uh, San Bernardino, the one that I missed. Um, we were talking about that last week. Um, what was what was the topic last week? Uh, clemency or pardon? Oh, yeah, yeah, clemency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, dude got clemency. Um, and uh, yeah, you had your boy on there from San Bernardino. So yeah, that's a good interview to check out, man. A, a lot of people need to tap in with uh, FG Unleashed. And um, you, you got anything new coming up? Yeah, I got something new I'm putting out in the morning. So if they tap in where they buy uh, this week, definitely they have something. Okay, okay. And uh, you can tap in with me at the Street TV YouTube channel where I, I put clips of this podcast occasionally. Uh, we just dropped uh, 
a lot of clips from episode from our last episode, which I believe is uh, episode 48. You could tap in with me at Alex Alonso 101. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram on that handle. And also you could always uh, contact me via email. Just go to streetgangs.com, click on the contact link and you'll find my email there. And I want to thank all the Streets and Scholars listeners for listening to another fire episode. Before we go real fast, Alex, I am getting a lot of requests for more clips, bro. So, oh, okay. You know what I mean? They, they like they like the clip. So, if you can get a chance to put some more out, you know. I just dropped like three or four of them this morning. Cool, cool. So, uh, yeah, tap in with all those clips, support those clips, hit those uh, clips, and uh, run those numbers up. We'll really appreciate it. And thanks for listening to another fire episode of Streets and Scholars. Mm-hmm.